Hey there, fellow streakers. We are on location. That means we've got an audience, and we're talking about gratitude because it's right before Thanksgiving. Three articles come to mind. How to hold on to post-lockdown joy, practice gratitude, how gratitude changes you and your brain, and a TED Talk that Jamie just listened to. David Steindel Rast, want to be happy? Be grateful. Did you like that one? I loved that one. David Steinfeld Rast is a monk. That was really fun to read about. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you got to be We're right on. Live on location, We're live on location, and Jeff so. is like pointing at the mic. <laughs> That's because, Jamie, talk louder. Because you're not on the register yet. I'm registering now. Are we going to fight about? We're going to register We're all kinds go. of stuff. We're going to be registering something. <laughs> and our live audience is laughing. I know, and everyone will be looking at us like, "You guys never fight. You're such a cute couple." Oh, you should join us on road trips. I'm grateful for our fights. I've learned so much. Why from are them. you grateful for our fights? <laughs> I was just trying to tie it into tied into what we did mm-hmm. going with gratitude. Sometimes I am. It's good to learn. It's good to learn. Some of our fights have been some of my. What do they call them in Star Wars? Aggressive negotiations. Yes, that's what it was. Is aggressive negotiations. Some mm-hmm. have been really good. Yep. Okay. I heard from runs one streaker that said that they appreciated that they know that we fight because it gave them hope. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. <laughs> okay. Hope because we resolve them. Maybe that's why. Is that what it is? Well, thirty years of marriage. Yeah, it'll do it. For we have you. some pretty good doozies too. Anyway, moving forward, how did we get on this subject? You said something that made me mad. (laughs) That's probably what it is. That is usually the case, fellow streakers out there. It is usually (laughs) something I said that made her mad. So let's just take note of this from 30 years of marriage. And our live audience is smiling at us and listening to us while we're at it right now. All right. So as we look at it with gratitude, um, coming up, obviously with Thanksgiving, this is the time of thankfulness and having gratitude we're looking at different articles about gratitude and i don't think it was surprising to either one of us that all of these articles supported that if you have an attitude of gratitude it's going to be better for your mental health no Mm -hmm. matter what and i'm i don't know if you've tried the experiment yourself but if you have you probably have felt the effects of being grateful for things have, I, I mean, have you felt the effects of that as you've had like a journal? Cause, yes. Because you keep a journal regularly. And I also, I also think that oftentimes I'm reminding myself that when I'm getting bitter, I'm like, you know what? I have a lot to be grateful for and I need to remember. Do you get bitter? Occasionally. No. Because you, you know what you have in life? You have two choices. I heard this the other day. Was this Brene Brown? Anyway, you can get better or you can get bitter. That's on a song too. One of my favorite songs. It's, we can get bitter, bitter, bitter. Oh, that's right. We can go better, better, better. Alex good. Boyer, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Someone who I have a LinkedIn connection with that I'm hoping to get on the podcast. So any of our listeners out there, if you know Alex, we'd love to have him on the podcast. Petition him to come on the podcast. I think he'd have a great time being on the podcast with us. Alex Boyer, Lemonade was the song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's and a really it's good true. song. I love it. You can it. get bitter or you can get better. As you looked at these articles, is there anything... as Anything that stood out? What? Oh, well, first of all, yeah. the reason I was excited to talk about it is because in two separate places t- this week, when I wasn't looking for gratitude, I was actually reading a book on emotional health, I think. I can't remember the name of the book right now. I'm so sorry. But in it, one of the things that it talked about was specifically saying having a daily gratitude journal. And then in a whole separate thing that I was listening to on a podcast for something, Someone brought up the exact so not, same none thing. of the articles that we not talked the about articles here, none that of we these, were talking or the about. TED Talk. No, it was like two separate things. Totally that were separate. Brought up. So wow. I think it's being impressed upon me this week that 
having more gratitude and not just because of Thanksgiving. I think that, I mean, because I wasn't looking for those things. I was actually looking for, I was, I was just reading casually and other things. And as I read, isn't this mental health awareness month or something like that? Haven't I been reading that or was that last month? I don't I'm not sure. No. Does our live audience know? They have no idea either. They're you know, looking you at just like, bring these things up and I'm like, well, because I, I read know. a little bit about them and I think mental health is important all the time. Right. And so I agree. But I think that last month or this month is mental health awareness. Okay. Because I, in LinkedIn, I was looking through quite a few things that talked about mental health awareness. We've got one of our audience members looking it up right now to oh, see. That's awesome. So we'll get, we'll get that for you in just a second. Okay. So what do you got? What do I have? Yeah. Just that I was loving that having a gratitude journal has so much effect. So one things that we talked about. So we have a couple articles and some of them Mental were, Health Awareness Month, Sunday, May 1st to Tuesday, May 3rd. Boy, I lost that. That was bad. May. May. You lost a little bit of time. <laughs> I blanked out and I'm months. back now. And now you're back. <laughs> Thank you, audience member. <laughs> so this article. Now, we, I have no credibility. <laughs> All right, go ahead. How gratitude changes you and your brain. And we had a great comment today that we were talking to someone about streaking. Shout out to Caleb, who said that one of the things that that streaking, okay, we'll see if I get this right, Caleb. Streaking really changed for him, like it clicked for him when you were explaining it to a class that he was in. And you said that streaking, how, how did you say it? That streaking helps you change the way that you think. Caleb said, that's when it kind of clicked for me that what you were saying, what you were teaching about streaking is it's teaching you how to think successfully. Did I say that right? Yeah. And that by, it's teaching you that every day by doing these small actions, it's not so much the focus on the action as much as it's unlocking or activating this way of being able to think successfully. So you're, you're doing things. Yeah. Often you've said, you've said that in the past where what the small and simple, the laughably small activity that you've had every day has given you mindfulness about that particular. Yes, it helps change whatever it the was way that on you what think. you were focusing. Yeah. Yeah. And it changes the way you think about it. So that's why as we talk about gratitude, one of the things that in, in the TED talk that I loved that I listened to, um, one of the things he said was talking about, first of all, it, it was an older one. So it was like back in 2013, I think. Yeah. But he said a lot of times there's this misconception that happy people are grateful people. And he said, that's a misconception because he said, I think we all know people who should be happy, but aren't. How did he say it? Now I'm saying it wrong because I got it wrong. Let's that's see. okay. She's looking for it right now. What is the connection between happiness and gratefulness? Many people would say that that's very easy. When you are happy, you are grateful. But think again, is it really the happy people that are grateful? We all know quite a number of people who have everything that it would take to be happy and they are not happy because they want something else or they want more of the same. And we all know people who have lots of misfortune, misfortune that we ourselves would not want to have and they are deeply happy. They radiate happiness. And so he says, because people that so these people that have had huge misfortunes in their life, and I think we all do have someone in our life that we're like, 
for all intents and purposes, looking at the things that have happened to you in your life, you should be miserable. <laughs> but you're not. You radiate I, happiness. I, you know what? You should be miserable. You, be, you are. You your are. Your life stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you should be miserable. You should be. But and you're you, not. You're you happy. Are, your life is amazing. Why are you not happy? Right. And he says that's because they're grateful. And so that that gratefulness is what makes them happy. Yeah. And so he talked about living a grateful life, like a, just having your life be grateful. And that's what I was thinking as I just had these little, what are they called? These little thoughts flying through at me, through at me all the time. Right. I'm not even making sense today. With You're doing great. Little thoughts flying at you. At me. But the, the hand motions. I, I wish know. everyone could see the hand motions. I mean, our live audience saw them. It was the hand motions that really made it. They yes. flew at you. It These was little butterflies of thoughts. Butterflies of thoughts <laughs> flying <laughs> at me. That were flying at you. Okay, so this is this relates to one of the articles that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to read just a little bit about this because or this, and I want to get your reaction as you as you look at it. Uh, so this is how to hold on to post lockdown joy. Practice gratitude from the New York Times, um, published September 17, 2021. When pandemic rules began to loosen earlier this year, I felt a small burst of joy each time I did something that had been off limits for months. With the rollout of the vaccines, once mundane activities became almost wondrous. Hugging my parents and friends, getting a haircut, wandering the aisles of the grocery store. But as my new routine became, well, routine, that extra boost of pleasure faded away. So I want to stop right there for just a second. Okay. What we have found as we've gone through our streaking journey is that streaking is... Um, Oh, I just lost the word. Uh, it's A. It starts with an A. Um, can I get help with it? It is starts with an A. It's it's agnostic. There we go. Agnostic. I'm sorry, I couldn't help <laughs> you, you could, there. I know you heard, but the audience helped. Thank you. So, um, agnostic to environment, and it's also better than routine. Okay. Yes. Right. Do you, do you believe that? Totally. I mean, are you right there with me? Yes. I mean, because, if you didn't believe it, I, I'd be a little nervous. So but. agnostic meaning that it doesn't matter what you apply it to, that it's it, that it that it works and routine in the sense that well, agnostic also meaning it's not dependent upon the routine. Right. It's not dependent on the routine. It's not dependent on the environment. It's it's none of those things. So, hugging my parents and friends, getting a haircut, wandering the aisles, but his new routine became well routine. The extra boost of pleasure faded away. So, what does she say? I just felt that same way, just so you know. What there you were mean? things that just there were things that once the pandemic as the lockout kind of lifted and we were yeah. able to go. What were some of the down. things that as you look at it, just before I read the rest of this, that you were like so grateful to have back? Okay, some of the things that I noticed because I had been so annoyed by them before is when we were in Atlanta, I remember um, when we lived in Georgia, after when things started to loosen up and I would look around and be like, There's traffic again. Like People are out and there's traffic. Like I was actually grateful. You were grateful for traffic I was. in Atlanta. In Atlanta. I was I'm like, not there's sure a how lot many people, people are agreeing with out. you on that one. <laughs> I was grateful because it meant people were out and starting right. to live again. And I remember one time thinking, standing in line and being like, there's people in line. Like there's enough that we can stand in line and be here. Isn't that amazing? So little things that, that things used to that be were annoying. That's what I was just about to say, that annoyances actually became hey we're living we're here it's beautiful it's wonderful people it's fantastic people are out and around and everything and we're else together and yeah and then there were the obvious things like what she had said of being able to hug relatives um 
and go places and be able to have the first time, not the first time we went out to eat, but I remember, and I don't know exactly when it was, but the first time that I was like, there's lots of people here eating out. Do you and remember? Happy I think it and- was when we went on our anniversary for breakfast. Yes. And we went into the restaurant. It was the first time we'd been in the restaurant for our anniversary. And it was there packed people. with people. Yes. And it was so much fun to like, have oh, everyone around and to see people. people. Yeah. Okay. So what she says then is this routine, all right, for better or worse, is human nature. We tend to adjust quickly to change with our happiness levels returning to baseline even after major setbacks and achievements. Sonia, Sonia, not Sonia, Sonia, and you're ready for this last name? I've been practicing it. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I'm going to give it a good try. Sonia Louis Bomerski. Wow. Yeah. Louis Bomerski. Oh, good. A psychology professor at the University of California, Riverside, told me, and this reporter told this reporter, and by the way, the reporter's name is also difficult to pronounce, so I'm just going to say the New York Times. It's uh, it's key to our success as a species. Adapting makes us resilient in the face of challenges such as divorces and injuries and keeping us striving for more after good things happen, she said. But there's a way to replicate that post-lockdown delight. You ready for it? By practicing gratitude. Here was her advice. Once a day, stop and appreciate what you're able to do now that you weren't last year. You can make a mental note. Tell your partner, text your friend, or write it down in a journal. Does that sound like something you might be familiar with? Sounds like a streak. Yeah, it sounds like the laws of streaking, doesn't it? Wait, wait, wait. Let's go through the laws of streaking here, shall we? (laughs) Law number one is what? Make it laughably simple. Oh, stop and appreciate what you're able to do now that you weren't able to do last year. I do love that because even if you have gone the whole day and you haven't done it, you can do it before you go to sleep at night. You can stop very and quickly think, and be like, okay, what was it what today did I that do I appreciated? Today that I wasn't and able then to do last year. Make a mental note. We say actually keep a record. Or no streak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. So you tell your partner or text your friend. Create a community. Hey, isn't that cool? And this is one of the things that we found in all of our streaking research is that these three laws exist in everything that requires consecutive consistency. You make it laughably simple, no record, no streak, and create a community. And when you do those three things, you set yourself up for streaking success. And when you have streaking success, your brain, as Caleb mentioned, starts to change. Mm -hmm. You start to look at it in a whole new light. You start to comprehend things differently, but it doesn't happen until you've done it consecutively, consistently. Yep. And intentionally. And that's where the streak comes in is it keeps that intentional. Because we read things like this and, and we think, oh, that's such a good idea. And you start doing it for a little while and then life gets busy again or something else happens and, and you kind of forget about your it for a while. Changes, your routine changes. You get changes. used to it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Either your routine changes and you don't have time or exactly what you said, your routine normalizes and you just aren't even thinking about it anymore. Right. right. Because it's... And that's what I look at here is the method doesn't matter as long as you're making a deliberate effort to acknowledge that things have improved. Oftentimes you say the streaking is the how to all the what's. Yes. And here's we have a what, a a piece of advice. And the how now is to download the streaking app. That's a little for one of our audience members. (laughs) Download the streaking app. 
put your streak in there that says, remember gratitude once daily. I mean, very simple, right? Mm -hmm. And then keep a record that you do it. At the end of the day, in the app, you just touch it that you had it and then share it. And in the app, you can do that. Not the one that's out there right now, but the one that is up and coming the first of the year, we've got the brand new app that's out there. And by the way, we've got several beta testers always looking for more. If you'd like to be a beta tester on the app, let us know, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or... Jamie, J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. We're doing this in the middle. I know. Well, that's because we want them to reach out to us as far as beta test the yes. app. Or you can reach our uh, chief marketing officer, Talon, T-A-L-A-N at streakingmastery.com. He would love to hear from you to get more beta testers on the app. So you mark that you did it and you share that you did that and what you maybe what you were grateful for because I've been inspired by so many people who have had posts on the app about what they've been grateful for or how that streak has helped them in one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's just really inspiring. So then, then the last of the article here, I'm going to skip a few lines here, but it says practicing gratitude is linked to, and this goes back to what we were talking about, fewer health problems and less depression, better sleep and higher levels of happiness. Feeling thankful for the little pleasures in our lives can add up to make us happier people overall. So, and then, but the pandemic can teach us, okay, so or months from now, sorry, almost skipped by too much. Months from now, we might not be able to feel quite as good as we did at first time we returned to the restaurant or visited our relatives after being apart. But the pandemic can teach us how to find joy in small things that without it, we may have overlooked. That's one of my favorite things about the streaking opportunities is that as you as you're adding these things to your life, you notice things that you would have missed otherwise. And I think the gratitude is a huge one of those to help us recognize things that otherwise we would miss. Absolutely. So as you think about Thanksgiving up and coming, what are some of the things that you're grateful for? How's Mm. that? How's that for a little question? You want to think about it for a second while I tell you what I'm grateful for? Sure. Some of the little things that I'm grateful for. First of all, I am grateful that uh, you and I had the opportunity to explore streaking together for the last six years. It's been really exciting to see some of the developments that have come. And as we have come about those, I mean, the way that you and I, a lot of times when we're on our run or our walk, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about how streaking has helped change our lives for the better. And all all the different streaks that I have to become who I want to be. So I'm grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful for you too. Hey, she didn't have to think too hard on that one. <laughs> that one came right out. <laughs> I think it's oftentimes we're very grateful for our families right up to fir- right at the beginning. So I'm totally grateful for you and the family that we've been able to have. All of our children and now grandchild. Now grandchild. That's what I was going to say. You yes, just saw your grandchild. I did, which is why we're on location. And he's so cute. <laughs> so fun to be able to that was hold fun. a new baby. What's one thing as you think about it that you're not usually grateful for, but are are grateful that we have? You know what I mean? Me, indoor plumbing. Yes. Indoor plumbing. <laughs> I mean... Where we are, it's very cold right now outside. Could you imagine traveling to the outhouse to, uh, you know, relieve yourself? Yeah, I've been on a couple camping trips that, yes, I can imagine. And yes, I too am very grateful for indoor plumbing. All right, what's another one? I'm grateful for um, the amount of resources that, like, living in this time of life and how exciting it is that just new technologies and access to information and the ability to just see the new things and cool things that are 
that are being developed. So yeah. I love living in this time. I guess that has kind of to do with indoor plumbing. With indoor plumbing. Well, right, a little bit more. I think, are you re- are you referencing, for example, technology? Yeah, technology and access to information, both. Just yeah. the ability to have, like sometimes it's really fun to read about the new technologies that are like like the new things that are happening with Teslas and cars and the things that are that they're adding to it. And then right. just anytime you buy something new as we've been looking at um, new houses or new appliances, they've just made them so much better better there's so many things that are automatic now that we used to have to spend a lot of time doing and now I push a button and walk away and so that and then access to information I feel like the ability to be able to just type in and have a plethora of information right there at your fingertips and though I know that as with anything we can get um maybe to this place that we're not working as hard for things. Yeah. But I do feel like the gratitude of just being able to have the access to all of that information is really, I love that. Oh, absolutely. Toilet paper? Yes. We all were grateful for toilet paper <laughs> in the mean, pandemic. come on. Absolutely. And for people that are willing, I've been more grateful for people who, um, with the job shortage, not the job shortage, the staffing shortage, the people that show up for work, I've been more grateful than I used to be and less impatient with and I things think that taking that's, longer sometimes. So that brings on a, a tandem subject with what we're talking about as far as what we're grateful for is what could we do as we look at it? And I know the streak as far as find find at least one thing to be grateful for daily. I think that the other thing that we can do, I remember going through the Taco Bell line and we talked a little bit about this. Yes, we are fast food people. And uh, when we went through the Taco Bell line, th- just the note that was up there that said, please be patient with us, we showed up. Yeah, we're the ones that showed up. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that's so true. You're right. And so I will to be have, more patient. Just have a gratitude for mm-hmm. that particular individual that is, you know, serving food. Right. And just the gratitude. Sometimes we get impatient, but I'm like, somebody else is willing to make food for me. Yeah. And I can just stand in line and get it or we could just sit here and do this podcast and it will be served to us i know someone's making us dinner right now so i loved the this article how gratitude changes you and your brain yeah so let's go to that so as you have gratitude what happens to your brain what is the article well the article was actually on so they know that gratitude helps this is an older article and they said at, at this time we know that gratitude helps people who are in healthy situations but can gratitude help people who are unhealthy who are in a kind of a mental health crisis so to speak so if i'm in a depression or if i'm in a mental yeah. health crisis or something that might be a little bit more severe than what otherwise it might be right can gratitude, Does gratitude have any effect on that so they did a study of 300 people who were receiving counseling and the majority of them were college students and they divided this group of 300 Three or 500 people. 300. 300 people who were getting the um, counseling, they divided them into three groups. One group was asked um, to write a letter of gratitude to someone every week. Okay. For a certain number of weeks. They didn't even have to send it. They just had to write a letter of gratitude to someone for three, for, for, um, a, for several, each week. Right. The second group was asked to write in their journal, but to express how they felt, like their feelings in the and what they were feeling in this time of life. And then the third group wasn't asked to do anything, kind of the control. So the group. control group. Yeah. And what they found is that the group that um, wrote the gratitude letters received much more benefit 
um, in their counseling than those that weren't writing it. And it was interesting because really? it said, yeah. So wait a second, just, just so I understand. So there was a group that was to write what they were feeling, mm-hmm. a group that was to write for what they were grateful, and then a group that was just asked to do nothing. Yes. And as they were, as they were watching each one of these groups, the group that was writing gratitude what what happened to them it says it says um here's what they found compared with the participants who wrote about negative experiences so in other words when they were asked to write about how they were feeling majority of the time those experiences were negative um or only received counseling so those were the two other groups those who wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after their writing exercises ended so it says this suggests that gratitude writing can be beneficial not just for healthy, well-adjusted individuals, but also for those who are struggling with mental health concerns. And so it talks about the different things that it did. So it said that gratitude helped unshackle from those toxic emotions. So uh-huh. in other words, the people that were writing the gratitude letters, they weren't so focused on those toxic emotions that they, that they had that they were more focused on. And this is actually an interesting thing because it it reminded us of um, you, the displacement of how streaking helps displace other negative things. Oh. And so I'm just going to read this for a Oops, second. Sorry. So and cuz it's a little bit it's a little bit involved. It says so first by analyzing the words used by participants in each of the two writing groups we were able to understand the mechanisms behind the mental health benefits of gratitude letter writing we compared the percentage of positive emotion words negative emotion words and we words that participants used in their writing not surprisingly those in the gratitude writing group used a higher percentage of positive emotion words and we words and a lower proportion of and negative when you say emotion we, that's words. Quote, we like yeah we, we words like another instead of I they used we we use we okay mm-hmm. okay and a lower proportion of negative emotion words than those in the other writing groups however people who used more positive emotion words and more quote we unquote words in their gratitude letters didn't necessarily have better mental health later it was only when people used fewer negative emotion words in their letters that they were significantly more likely to report better mental health. So in other words, it wasn't just it wasn't just using positive words in their writing of the gratitude letters that made the difference. It was that those positive words displaced negative words. So they had less negative wow. emotion in their letter in in their writing. Yeah. And that it was the ne- it was the displacement of the negative emotion that really but that dis- that really helped improve their mental health, but that displacement came from writing the more positive letters of gratitude. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, really interesting. In fact, this is one of the areas as you talk about, and I think about displacement, and we talk about that in the book as far as being able to displace what is a negative behavior, negative, behavior. negative emotion mm-hmm. with something that's positive is different than replacing. Mm-hmm. Because replacing means I'm gonna take it out and put something new in. Displacing is I'm going to add new stuff and tell the old stuff or the stuff that is less valuable or the negative emotions are displaced. Yep. And therefore, all that I have now are the positive emotions or the words of gratitude or the actions and behaviors that lead to, to that more happier. Yep. That to more being healthy. happier. Yeah. To yep. being healthier and happier. 
wow, that's fascinating. And that was a study that was done in Berkeley. Uh huh. The other thing that they said is that the gratitude benefits take time. And this is, I was thinking of this earlier on of being patient. And you've often said this. Yes. That streaking helps you with your patience. Mm hmm. It's important to note, this is again from the study, so it says it's important to note that the mental health benefits of gratitude writing in our study did not emerge immediately, but gradually accrued over time. So in other words, the benefits that they were receiving from writing these gratitude letters, it wasn't instantaneous. Yeah. It wasn't this, you write the letter, you feel good. Right. But that over time, the benefits accrued. So again, that compound interest of consistently doing something over time, those benefits accrued. And then it goes on to talk about how that they lasted longer, Yeah, that they were surprised by finding that, that four weeks and even 12 weeks after the study, people were still reaping the benefits from what they had been doing. Here's my thought. And this is as, as you explain this and talk about this again, this is another what, what we can do and the how being streaking. How can we convince, or, and I would ask this of everyone listening, how can you convince or help people to start streaking, to actually give it a try, to, to actually go forward with it and share it? I mean, what's, what, would, what would hold you back from starting a streak? When you make it laughably simple, you record it, no record, no streak, and then obviously share it. I mean, that's the third law is you share it or you create a community or join a community. I know all these things. I have the tool to do it, which is streaking. Why don't I do it? That's a good question. Oh, okay. Our odd, our studio audience just gave a great. She said, "Fear of failure at the smallest thing." So, in other words, it's it's again, it goes to my own self confidence. It's yeah. what it is. That even but if it's laughably if it's laughably simple and there's no. There's, there's, you're setting it up so simple that there's no reason why you wouldn't do it. But I, I understand a little bit what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, and that's why I'm the, asking. I mean, because people are going to be asking this, and yeah. maybe streaking isn't for everyone. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't work. Silence. <laughs> you're not, gonna, you're not going to go for that one. <laughs> well, I think that I, I love what she said that fear of failure at even a small thing. So in other words, it's small enough and I've said it small enough and even that isn't going to work. Like even that I can't do. So that's what I feel like what is being. So here's people that are in depression or that are having significant mental um, negative self-talk. And now you're telling me I need to t be grateful for something, at least one thing daily. Mm-hmm. I, so what is it that gets me past the hump, past the, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm, I'm just asking it because as I look at my own life, what helped me was once I started streaking, once I, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make it so simple that I'm going to do it no matter what, writing one sentence, for example. It was after a certain number of days that the streak wanted to live. Prior to that, though, it was sometimes just the mundane. Some people will say, well, you're just checking the box. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I checked the box. It's better than not checking the box, don't you think? I wonder, too, if if as as you're talking, yes, I definitely think checking the box is better than not checking the box. We've got Jamie in a very contemplative state right now. She is very, the, the, the gears are turning, and I can see it. Because... The, it's an interesting concept of the, the fear of failure and even the smallest thing. And I've thought about 
times in my streaks that I've had to look at it and be like, did what I do actually count? Like, am I cheating? Am I deluding myself? Am I, and I do feel like we go through times when things are just, we go through ups and we go through downs and no pun intended with us. We've got a lot of downs, downs. <laughs> but life there's, there's times in life that are up and times in life that are down. And sometimes the times in life that are down can last longer than what we think they should or, or can you're just in it for a long time. And you're like, wow, I've been in this place a long time and I'm not coming out of it as quickly as I thought I would. Yeah. And it's those times that I feel like for me personally, as I've done my streaks, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I'm not even doing these very well. Yeah. Like I'm not even doing these. I'm well. not even doing this well. Like, can I even count this? This is lame. That's sometimes what I think. I'm like, what I'm doing is so lame. Like this doesn't even, how is this even making a difference in anything? Or how is this even counting? Or why do I even think that looking at that act of service that I'm counting for the day is even really an act of service? That's my one that I often look at and I'm thinking, can I even really count that? Am I just grasping at straws to try and find something to make myself feel better about it? But I think that as we go through those times, it helps us to recognize that I'm like, okay, I'm not totally thinking rationally all the time in those times when you're down and I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing that laughably small thing, even though in my mind, I'm like, wow. Can you hear why really I married this amazing woman? Small. I mean, listen to all of the, all of the wisdom that just came out of her mouth. I don't feel like it's wisdom. I feel like it's a confession. <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> Hello, all those people who now know me even better. <laughs> that What you just said, though, is absolutely, I mean, I know it's raw and, vo- and vulnerable and full of wisdom. And it sounds like, I mean, and experience. I mean, because you're not saying those things based on what you've heard. No, I'm saying them on things that I look at some of my streaks and sometimes that are in the, the several hundreds of days. But I've been had, you know, 40 or 50 or 60 days in a row that I'm like, am I even... Am I even, can I even count these little things that I'm counting? Okay, like, so am why I cheating? do you keep doing it then? I mean, because if you're cheating and if you feel like you're cheating, then why do you keep going? Because... And the reason I'm asking this is I think there's a lot of people that feel this way. I think so too. And I guess because I can't be at my A game all the time because at least on those days, weeks, or months that... I'm feeling low. At least I'm still doing this little thing. I can can do it grumbling sometimes and I can question it and be like, am I cheating? And then I'm like, no, it's okay. Just mark it and go to sleep. You, you did it. it. It can count. It's fine. And start again the next day. And then I think also because I have had so many experiences where I did notice something or catch an opportunity that I know I would have missed if I hadn't been doing it. And sometimes it's 30 or 60 or 75 days of just checking the box to finally get to that one day where I actually felt like it meant something. But I would have missed that one day if I hadn't had all of the days of just checking the box. Oftentimes I'll talk with, um, so a little bit on the professional side that relates to something you were saying as far as professional development. 
I'll talk to sales professionals about streaking and how you how you streak sales. There are buyers and there are sellers. And buyers are going to buy at some point in time. A seller has to be at the crossroad of when the buyer is going to buy. Mm. Now, if I'm not consistently contacting that particular person, then when the time comes for them to make a decision to buy, I'm not at the crossroad. And because I'm not at the crossroad, someone else is, or they reach out to just something that's out there. And therefore, I am not able to have an opportunity to get that particular sell. So I'll say to sales professionals, what you need to do is be at the crossroads. And how do you be at the crossroads? You be consecutively consistent. So now I apply this to what you're saying. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling like nothing that I do matters in life. You know, I am just at that point where I feel awful. Doing the laughably small consistently and consecutively, sending the gratitude note, will line up at some point with the crossroad in your brain where your brain is ready to make the switch. And when it makes that switch, because you've had the gratitude that was there, all of a sudden it gives you that spark and that feeling within you that says, you know what? I can make it. I can do it. Just one little thing. And it may be quite a few times, like 200 or 300 days of doing just that small, simple thing and then comes the switch. And when that switch comes, all of a sudden, the compound interest from 300 days before, it's like opening the blinds on a beautiful morning where the sun is rising and the mountains are gorgeous and you realize that life is actually pretty good. That's awesome. I think about, as you're talking, I think about the 80-20 principle that they always talk about, that 80% for the 20%. And I'm like, I wonder if... 80% of streaking is checking the box. 80% of the time you're checking the box, but you're checking it so that that 20% you're there. That 20, you know, 80% of the time you're showing up at the crossroads. Right. So that you can be there for the 20% that the other guy shows up. So that you connect. <laughs> Absolutely. And that it's and that. And that is it. And that's, I, in, in your brain, when your brain finally gets to the place where it can accept whatever it is that you're inputting, and you're at that crossroad now i can i can feel the compound interest of so, so many days in a row of expressing at least one thing of gratitude daily mm-hmm. it remind you know it's it, a little bit of a tangent but it's something i think that relates to this as far as gratitude is concerned we were talking what was it? i was talking today um with talon and talon was talking about an experience that he had where he was mentioning that um, he was gonna do something laughably simple. Uh, and doing that thing laughably simple, the person to whom he's talking said, well, that's setting the bar really low. Almost, almost, you know, just putting it on him as, you're not reaching high enough or, or hard enough or it's not gonna make a difference. And when I heard that, I mean, I get an allergic reaction to that immediately because what I think that does is just crush so many people from doing what they can from doing what is going to be good and right and consecutively consistent and they crush it and say well it's it's just not good enough who is to judge what is good enough <laughs> i just want to ask that right now who anyone can i get judges out there for what who's good give me give me the good enough <laughs> and who are you to judge what's good enough 
I think you yourself judge what is the floor because here's the other thing, you know, well, that's a low bar to reach for. Guess what, folks? When we're setting up streaking, we're not setting up bars. We're building floors. That's good. And when we build a floor, why? The floor is even lower than the bar. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, guess what? To reach for the a bar. The bar is too high. To reach... Even the low bar is too high. <laughs> I'm on the floor. Because what do I got to do? I got to stand on a floor, lay on a floor. Maybe it's sometimes just roll on the floor in order to reach for any kind of a bar. Mm-hmm. And when you have a floor that is full of variableness, have you ever tried to walk on an uneven floor? Have you ever tried to walk? Remember, on we were on a walk, actually, the other day, and we hit a sidewalk mm-hmm. that was a little bit raised up. You couldn't see it, but it was a little bit raised up. You trip every time. Boom. There was this place when I was in high school. There was a, um, a, a commons area that everyone would have to walk through to get to the lunchroom. And there was this one little section of it. It was all carpeted, but there was this one little section that was just raised a tiny bit more. And a group of senior boys would always sit on the wall and watch people trip on that spot and then rate them because you couldn't see the spot. So everybody (laughs) tripped on this because it was just this little bit of a gradual, just a little bit of an up incline that you didn't see. And so your, you know, your brain knows I got to raise my feet just this high to walk. And so people tripped all the time. All the time. Because why? Because an uneven floor just makes you fall flat on your face. And you've experienced that in a race. Thank you. (laughs) The other thing I was thinking about is those ropes course or the, the high ups ropes courses that, the, that you do the challenges and the, the ground that you're trying to walk on, the, the, the logs that they put in place aren't stable. Right. And how terrifying it is to try and walk on a floor that doesn't. When you have a variable floor, you're, it's not good. You can't, you're not thinking of you're, what you're doing is looking down at the floor to try and stabilize yourself. And when you're looking down at the floor to try and stabilize yourself, there's no bar. Mm-mm. That you're looking at getting, there's the no floor. there's no rung in the in the growth ladder that you're going to try and climb for until you have established a consistent, consecutive, non-variable floor, and that's what streaking is. Streaking is now I'm going to do this laughably small thing that is gratitude on a daily basis, and as I establish that floor, do you know what that now allows me to do? It allows me to look up. Mm-hmm. You know, depressed people often look down until they get the floor that is stable and now I can start to look up because I know I'm stepping on something that is stable ground. That's good. Gratitude. It's an attitude. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week. We had a wonderful conversation here. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. If you have more that you would like to add to the conversation, please do so by sending us an email at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or Jamie, J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. If you have great experiences with gratitude or great articles with gratitude, please send them our way. And then if you want to get started streaking, download the app, read the book, download the app, Find us on Pinterest or Instagram. Or at our website, streakingmastery.com, any one of those places, and you can start streaking yourself. You can streak gratitude. So again, these three articles absolutely show how doing the laughably small, keeping a record of it, and sharing it can help you become not only a better version of yourself, but also be happy most, if not all of the time. Well, until we talk next time, keep streaking. Keep streaking.